I do believe in independent voices getting heard and elevated throughout the world. And I don't feel that there's a lot of mediums anymore where we have that opportunity. But podcasting to me is the ultimate solution right now for getting a voice heard and elevated throughout the world that it can really change somebody's life. I've had stories from listeners. I have a lot of friends that have stories from listeners that are all around the world focused on something really specific saying, this is the one thing I've been searching for. Couldn't find it anywhere except for your podcast. That type of thing I believe is what makes the world a better place. And sure, pat on the back for Alex or whatever you want to say, but like I am, I am devoted to serving the world in that way. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my conversation with Alex Sanfilippo. In, in this podcast, normally when we do a 60-minute interview, we split it into two parts. So your episode will come out over two weeks, <laughs> right. which I think is really good for the guest, as well as giving me more more buffer for being able to build out other podcasts. So as, as a tip for podcasting, if that's something that you think you need, split them into two parts. <laughs> I, I did that by mistake one time, Jody. I, I brought yeah. on a guy named James Altucher. Mm-hmm. He's like my favorite entrepreneur. Like I call him the most interesting entrepreneur in the world. Kind of like the most interesting man in the world, right? Yeah. And his his producer warned me. He's like, hey, if you tell me it's 30 minutes, he's going to talk for at least an hour. I was like, whatever. I'll tell him it's like a hard stop at 30 minutes. Talk for an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it, I mean, just kept on going. And I was like, I told my wife, I guess, I was like, I guess I'll break it into two episodes. I did it. And I was like, that was really nice. Like I got two for the price of one and they're both really, it's all yeah. good content. Cause the first like, I'll cut it down to 30 minutes. I'm like, but every word he said was gold. Like, what do I do? Right. Broken into two episodes. So Jody, I love that you do it. That's a, that's a, that's a pro level hack right there. It helped me a lot. And, and, you know, like you, I started a podcast and I mean, you had even one before the one that you settled on that you've been doing. And, uh, even the entrepreneurial one, you had one before that. So, yeah, I had a little bit of testing with uh, an early one that I did called Jody's Silver Linings, which was just... I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a little bit of a something-something that I, you know, general wisdom kind of podcast. And, and and you know, also a tip to, to let people know, if you do a podcast about something, people assume you have some kind of expertise in what you're doing that podcast about. <laughs> so I was just doing general wisdom and people were asking me to be a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was my hint that I was in the wrong lane. <laughs> you didn't want to do that, did you? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. But I did do a couple of interviews and I learned through doing that in the earlier podcast that the, the whole splitting it into two was actually a really interesting way to do it because the the guest got a two for one and I got a two for one. So it worked out well for everybody. But it's, you know, uh, the other thing yeah. I like is people, I, in my, what I've experienced is that a lot of people, when it's uh, a conversation that has like a lot of meat to it, and mm-hmm. most of your interviews do, like I was listening to one with Vinny Potosivo. I'm only mm. halfway through that one. Yeah. I listened, which was a great episode, by the way. I wrote down He's the date. Fantastic. I, wanted, I wanted to tell people about that one. Mm-hmm. That one came out just so everybody knows. Like, go listen, go listen to this episode. Um, it came out on August 9th, 2023. Um, creator economy, building a community, like just a great conversation. But it's a lot of meat. So it was oh, yeah. great that you broke into two because it gave me the chance to be like, okay, cool. Let me 
process all this. And then, and then next time I come back to the podcast, there's going to be a, a, a second part to it. So I like it for that reason as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it if you have like a, if you have like a true crime or storytelling podcast, maybe you can get away with it being longer, but I'll be real. Like after 30 minutes, my, my mind turns to a bit of mush after that. Right. So I, I need a break. I need to process yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that I started doing was I did little like five to eight minute long solo podcast episodes. So those kind of like fit in between every once in a while. It'll be really super short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't done one of those in a long time. I'm going to have to figure out a particular topic to do something like that on. But I just haven't had the opportunity lately. Maybe uh, life coaching? I don't know. No, no, it will not be on life coaching. No, that is uh, that is not my lane. I know there are lots of other people way, way more qualified for that kind of thing. Uh, but but yeah, the, the only reason that I raised that was because if you are in a podcast or you're doing a podcast that you are not quite in alignment with, that can be hard. And and it can be like you've done all this work and now you have to restart everything all over again because people thought you were in this lane and you're really in this lane. Hmm. So, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't start and and experiment and you don't have to be perfect the first time, but at least figure it out fairly quickly. I think I got 30 episodes in before I decided that that wasn't where I wanted to be. So... But it, it took some time. It takes time. I, yeah. it, you know, all of us have to develop our voice. And I think mm-hmm. you can really only discover it by using it often, or at least that's probably the fastest way to discover where you're at. Because for me, when I started the very first show that failed, like I learned that's just not where I wanted to be. When I, when I even started creating a brand, uh, similar to you, I think it was about episode 30 where I, I shifted. I made it shorter. I kind of mm-hmm. changed the way I do some things because I realized I was out of alignment with myself. And typically the way you know that is the friction that comes from it, right? I don't want to do this or I get so nervous before X, right? That's how you kind of realize it. Like, okay, I'm not really in my lane the way I should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure, you could probably meet with an expert that can help you get there pretty quick. But I think that nothing beats actually doing the work, right? Like being there. It's like one of my buddies told me, Brandon Turner, he's been in real estate for a long time. And he told me, Hey man, like I've written like tons of real estate books. He goes, but if you go do your first flip, you'll learn more in that one flip than you'll learn from all my books. If you like read them all for like the rest of your life. And he's got like all the wisdom there. He's like, just go do one and you'll see what you'll, you'll figure it out. Right. So I think that some of the best advice that you and I could give is to tell someone, just start trying and be mindful of where is the friction happening internally, externally, right? Where, where, are the, where are the problems arising? Maybe that means I'm not really aligned with what I should be doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a, a, it's a trial and error thing. You have to just kind of do it and see where you land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But along those lines, I wanted to ask you if you have a mission. Because I know that you've been doing this whole creating software pieces to make podcasters' lives easier for a while now. And I know that you have other things besides um, uh, the pod match. So I'd love for you to tell people what else you have available and and maybe why you put them together. Yeah, you know, it goes back to uh, deciding to get into it in the first place. You know, I shared about like how to become an entrepreneur, like very simple. And then why I I decided I wanted to be in podcasting. And where I really like discovered the problem was actually at a conference that you and I have, we've, this where we actually first met in person was uh, one of the PodFest conferences. It was specifically PodFest 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got off stage after speaking and I, I had a, p- a piece of paper and a pen. I said, I'm just going to ask everyone what they're struggling with because I wanted to solve that problem, right? Consistently heard having trouble finding guests for my podcast. And that's ultimately what led to us launching PodMatch. 
And after that, I realized there's still more like smaller problems that podcasters are facing that there's not really a solution for. So we just, me, I say we, it was me and a business partner who's, he's the developer. We just were like, let's just continue in this vein. Like what, what else is it that's causing friction that hasn't been solved? Like if somebody's like, well, I need a good hosting provider. I'm like, cool. We're not going to be a hosting provider. Here's a few good ones we suggest, right? Like, but when we realized, okay, the next problem was there was not really good project management software for podcasters. Now, if you had a background in it and Mm -hmm. you're already using something because you came from a corporate background, great. But I'm talking about the people that are just like, hey, I'm a creator, not very organized. I don't know how to get organized, right? That's when we we created Podcast SOP. And then we realized people were having trouble getting reviews for their show. So we launched something called Pod Lottery. And the whole idea is can we help them make the, the whole process less stressful and more organized through some project management software that doesn't take time to learn, something really easy specifically for releasing episodes. And can we help them get more reviews through some like fun gamified review swaps, that type of things, right? I am still waiting for you to put that on Android, by we the are, way. <laughs> I, we think it's January 2024 oh, yeah? is okay. what we're thinking. Okay. So just letting you know. So for PodFest, every, basically. <laughs> we're, 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 we're working on it, right? So we okay. launched it right after PodFest in 2023. So 2024 <laughs> is where we're, we're going to do that. So uh, okay. we're real close. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the solutions. And at this point, I to go on to like the, the actual like mission side of it, it really is to create solutions to make independent podcasters' lives easier. And the reason, I know that sounds like maybe a little bit, uh, I don't know, like just like, oh, Alex is such a good guy, right? And that's not what I'm going for. But I do believe in independent voices getting heard and elevated throughout the world. And I don't feel that there's a lot of mediums anymore where we have that opportunity. But podcasting to me is the ultimate solution right now for getting a voice heard and elevated throughout the world that it can really change somebody's life. I've had stories from listeners. I have a lot of friends that have stories from listeners that are all around the world focused on something really specific saying, this is the one thing I've been searching for. Couldn't find it anywhere except for your podcast. That type of thing I believe is what makes the world a better place. And sure, pat on the back for Alex or whatever you want to say, but like I am, I am devoted to serving the world in that way. I live a life of service and that's what I want it to be about. So I just know that podcasting my lane for it. And that's really my whole motivation. It's not to get rich or famous or anything like that. It's really to help and support. And along the way, yes, I'm able to, to eat and have a roof over my head along the way. These so are good I'm very things. For that. that is, those are good things. <laughs> um, right. Uh, but yeah, that's really my whole mission behind it is just can we continue to make this thing possible for podcasters? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you talk about this being the one medium that people can actually reach out to people in an independent way. And there are a lot of gatekeepers in a lot of different places. And I think that there are not as many gatekeepers in the podcasting industry, which is a good thing. I think that, you know, independent voices need to be heard. And this is a great medium for that to happen. So I really love that. Do you want to sound your absolute best when you're being interviewed on a podcast or when you're hosting your own show? I have a podcast episode and free downloadable worksheet called Sounding Your Best as a Podcast Guest off of the audiobrandingpodcast.com main page. Just click on the little square graphic to the left of the player displaying my podcast trailer. It gives you some comprehensive suggestions for where to start or for improving the sound you already have, including the type of microphones to consider and why, ideas for soundproofing your recording environment, and suggestions on how to get the best sound when you're being remotely recorded on services like Riverside FM or Squadcast. Don't let bad audio quality hold you back from being the best podcast guest or host you can be. And of course, if you happen to need voiceover for your intro and outro, feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to help. And now, back to the podcast. 
how have you noticed the podcasting industry changed since the pandemic? Because this has been an interesting medium to see evolve over time. And it certainly has gotten a lot more popular since the pandemic because people were at home, obviously nothing, not a lot to do. <laughs> and those independent voices are being heard in, in better ways now than, you know, different tools were developed during the pandemic and Zoom got better and all of this really interesting stuff that, that happened. But have you noticed how things have changed in the industry since then? Yeah, you know, to go back to an episode of your show that I referenced, Vinny talked about, he said that audio used to be supportive of video, and that shift really started changing in 2019. In 2020, just put it on steroids, and that's something Vinny was talking about, like how it just, like, it shifted that. Like, it's no audio is no longer supportive of video. It could even be said of the opposite at this point, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. really shifting a lot. And so, like, first and foremost, what we saw is the rise of podcasting during that time. And at first, I, you know, I, I considered myself a podcasting expert, but I assumed it was going to drop. I was like, okay, we're going to get this bump in 2020, maybe 2021, and then it's going to go like level back out. But we have just not seen that happen. Listenership is still climbing at just an exponential rate, and that's amazing. More and more people are getting into it. Now, it's not that TV and, and uh, like other forms of media have like, submitted and surrendered to it, but they're all referencing podcasts. Like You can watch movies now, and someone will be like, oh, yeah, I heard that on a podcast, right? Like. And that's that's good for us. That's a great thing. There's a and, whole TV um, show about podcasts, oh, right? Yeah, there is. Only murders in the building. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, walk, like, I walked by. I don't know where I was. I walked by, and someone was talking about like, they're like, yeah, when you report a, record a podcast, it was like walking. I stopped. I'm like, what was that? I'm like, that was on the TV that just said podcast. Wait, yeah. is the show about podcasting? No way, right? Um, I was like, whose show is mine in it? Um, my show's not in it. We wish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, you know, so that was a really interesting thing that Vinny said, and then uh, you had Rob Greenley on the show uh, mm -hmm. back on June twenty eighth, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Or two thousand twenty three, not, not twenty. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. I haven't been around that long. <laughs> twenty nineteen, November of twenty nineteen was when this show started. So there you go. before the pandemic. So good job. You know. Yeah. Interesting. Great job. And what you I, what I, during it. Yeah. What I noticed with, during the pandemic, and this is just like looking at, at my stats and, and, you know, talking with some other podcasters, the thing that I noticed was that people were listening at different times because originally they've been listening when they were commuting to work. And then that dropped off and any time became whenever, you know, they could listen whenever they wanted. And then when the pandemic sort of settled down a little bit again, people were going back to work, the whole listening on the way to work thing started up again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the timing has been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, I think that that's for me to happen too. like, definitely, I saw that change. I'm like, wait, what the heck? Everyone's listening at lunchtime now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just kind of what happened. Uh, but, but Rob brought up a good point on that episode. He talked about how like the technology has just like night and day when we, you started in 2019, I, I was what a year before that maybe, or whatever the time was. And, uh, you know how it was like there, there wasn't, you could be like, how do I start a podcast? And there's like two blog posts about it. Yeah. Right? And like, yeah, they're like, good luck was their main point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but as Rob said, like the rise of tools has come into place and the creators in the space are really driving the innovations that are happening because they're asking for it. Now we're realizing we have a voice that can be heard through podcasting. And so all these companies are listening. And so like now the, the lack of friction is is unbelievable in podcasting like you can get into it for almost no dollars mm -hmm. um and not a lot of time but you can have it up and running really quick if you just talk to the right person that's what i always suggest talk to somebody who knows in an hour you can have a full plan to get the thing launched it doesn't mean it's going to be successful overnight 
As a matter of fact, Jody, the that other thing I realized time. with that is podcasts that started before 2020, or sorry, before 2021, when the tools started getting really good, uh, podcasts started before that have a stronger likelihood of making it than shows that started after. And it really comes down to law of buy-in, I believe. Like, I don't have the data on that, but here's the thing. If something takes you 15 minutes to do, it's pretty easy to walk away from it. But if you've been working on something for 15 years, right, not that it took that long, but you've been working <laughs> yeah. on it for a long time, you're not just going to be like, ah, I'm done. You're like, no, I've got a lot vested in this. I'm going to keep yeah. it going. And so we see that's probably why we see such a high failure rate in podcasting. But, uh, yeah, some of the changes I've seen are just the tools are really good. The listenership is growing. I think it's the best time ever right now to start a podcast. I totally agree. Yeah. And out of curiosity, again, because, you know, as you were saying, it's become a lot less frictionless. There's a lot easier ways to get into podcasting now. Why or do you think the sound quality of a podcast matters? Because a lot of people are starting up on, you know, five dollars, right? Like this is what I have to spend on a podcast and I can afford 20 bucks a month, you know, but that's about it. And who knows what they're starting on as far as like the mic is concerned or the host that they're using or, you know, all of these things. So do you really think that the sound quality matters in a podcast? And and maybe I, I almost want to say because you were mentioning that people that started podcasts before 2021 had it a little more hard, so they were more likely to stick around. I, I almost want to say that that the sound quality is more important to those of us that started up a little earlier too, because there were such there was such a big difference between you know using your iPhone or using your your computer audio or whatever and and what there's available now. It's it it's a huge difference. I I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on sound quality. <laughs> I, I think it very much so matters if you want to grow a podcast. Mm -hmm. If you just want to start one, I guess it doesn't matter. But if you do want people to listen, listener experience is important. Uh, as a software guy, we talk about UX all the time, user experience, right? We call it our member experience. Uh, and so for us, we want to make sure it's seamless. It flows really well because you want to keep people happy. My least favorite thing to do with a podcast, Jody, is when I listen to a show because someone recommends it, I'm in the car, and no one's going to be able to see what I'm about to do if you're listening, but like turning it up. When Jody's speaking, turning it down when Alex is speaking. Oh, there's another person, someone sneezes in it. I'm like, my ears are bleeding, right? Like turning <laughs> up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's just an out of balance of the show. And it's not hard to fix it if you have a professional in your corner or you mm -hmm. do some learning on that or you get some proper gear. I'll be real. Like I remember my wife was the one who suggested that podcast. I was like, listen, we got like half of them. I'm like, I, I can't keep my hand. On the, like I want to do something else. Like I can't just keep my hand on the, on the dial like the whole time. And that's an extreme case. But it does matter. I immediately left that podcast. I was like, I'm not coming back to that show. I'll, I'll go to another one that's like figured it out, like balancing all that. I think sound is extremely important if you want to make it long term because it also improves shareability. I don't. Here's the thing. If I'm going to share your show, Jody, I have to give the disclaimer. Oh, but it sounds terrible. Like the person I'm sending to is already like, oh, do I even want to listen to this? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's someone tells good. you <laughs> someone sends you a TV show to watch. Right. And they're like, hey, the first two seasons are so bad, but you're going to really enjoy it. I'm like. I'm not going to watch the show. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's the same with a podcast if you can't get the sound right. And now I will say there's some grace thanks to 2020. People like the huma humanity of it. Mm -hmm. If you have a moment where a kid starts crying and you're like, hold on a minute, or a dog starts barking, as long as the sound quality is still good, people are like, 
oh, this is a human moment. Now, granted, if you have like a super professional podcast for business people, right, you probably don't want your kid or dog, your kid (laughs) screaming or dog barking, right? But if it's a show for moms or for pet owners and they hear that, it makes it feel more relatable and human again with the quality still being really high. So there's a grace on that end, but I do think that as it gets easier to get into the business, you have to separate yourself. And a great way to do that is strong audio that's consistent across all platforms. Yeah, very, very good point. Uh, Molly Ruland was someone who I just finished interviewing not too long ago. Her podcast is coming up. It hasn't yet released. But one of the things that she said was that good audio makes you sound more intelligent, first of all. And, and, and second of all, that it's just easier and more fun to listen to. And you want to make this easier for people, obviously. So yeah, it was a good point. She makes branded podcasts. So she yeah. was talking specifically about that. And it was an interesting conversation. So yeah, uh, I, I, I love talking about this subject with people because I'm such an audio enthusiast myself. So I just, you know, audio I, branding, I don't think I was going to get that from you. Oh, That's, no, today. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> well, where do you where do you see this future of podcasting going? Is yeah, there, I, I've, yeah, I've got some concerns about it actually. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, like one very positive places because like, listenership is climbing again mm-hmm. really fast. I, and like, I, I stand by this. Like, it's a good time to get into podcasting, possibly the best ever to get into podcasting and stick with podcasting. I should say, not to be one of the people that pod fade, which is the majority of it. But when I look at that pod fade level, which means like stop or fail your show prematurely, it, it's that's still happening at a really high rate. And that concerns me a little bit. And it's because people get in with the wrong intentions. So we, we need good creators coming into the space. And we do see that happening. But a lot of them kind of get their minds a little bit poisoned. I, I don't mean this in like a conspiracy theory or like mean way. But like sure. the rise of YouTube is happening right now. Where it's like, hey, if your podcast isn't on YouTube, it's not going to make it. And YouTube's reporting all these numbers on how popular podcasts are on YouTube. Here's the thing. They are very loose with what is defined as a podcast. Mm. Uh, a podcast simply means a show that releases regular videos. So it's like, okay, well, there's also, a, I think, 100 times the amount of YouTube channels is podcast in total. And they're counting all those as podcasts. So now they're the biggest podcast player platform. I'm like, that, it's not the same thing. So people are getting in their head, okay, i got to really have a YouTube channel. The problem with YouTube, and again, not getting into conspiracy stuff, but somebody controls that content. And you, mm-hmm. you don't truly have an independent voice on there. Uh, you have it if it's in tune with what you're allowed to post. Let's put it that way. Other than that, it's never going to get seen. And I, again, I ran a really big blog, uh, faith-driven, and I remember at one point seeing a, a very substantial uh, kind of fishy drop-off, right? And it's because that was no longer what was allowed to be seen by the general public. So you got to keep that in mind. YouTube wants yeah. you to believe, hey, we're the end-all, be-all. You have to be here because they want to control your voice. And again, I don't mean to get into conspiracy stuff, but the other thing is the big networks are saying, hey, Get with this big network, grow your show to be really huge. We're going to make you rich. Same thing. They're, yeah. they're, what they're doing is they're making the shows exclusive to one platform that they control. And they're saying, hey, we've seen it happen to some big names like Joe Rogan, where they're like, hey, we're going to get rid of these 10 episodes because we own you now, right? So we don't like this and you can't talk about it anymore. Uh, and the last thing is we talked about advertisers, but some advertisers have some, some rules. Hey, you can, we'll, we'll pay you and we'll pay you a little better if you never mention X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And again, those type of things make me a little bit concerned about the future of podcasting. We have to protect how individually powerful it is without getting into what I just call the vanity metrics and, and diving into like, oh, but I could be part of this or part of that. No, you could be part of what you're doing to move the world in your own unique way by serving the one person who needs you most. 
And I think that that's the future power of podcasting. We're seeing it get more and more accessible. We're seeing it more and more available to people. It's maintaining that true voice inside of podcasting that's going to make that continuously powerful. Yeah, the RSS feed is so important. And I think that really when people are going to look back at this you know, many years from now, maybe YouTube is a separate location. It, it's a there's a different audience there. You know, people don't necessarily go there to listen to podcasts. They go there to watch videos. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and they're different experiences. So, yeah, uh, I agree about the, the networks. I think, though, that for the average podcaster, that's less likely to be a problem. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Not all of us are Joe Rogan, <laughs> as right. much as we might wish. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah there's uh, but you know i think there's some interesting things coming down the pike and we'll see we'll see what happens i, I mean i'm here for the long haul i know you are so <laughs> oh yeah it's a bright time for it i, I just yeah. think we have to make sure we protect our voices along the way and just be mindful of what's out there when you see listenership climbing and people making money that's where not trying to be rude, but bad people get involved when they see mm. that happening, right? So not all bad. Most, I'd say 99% is really good right now. Let's just stay focused on making sure that we don't let that 1% creep in in the wrong way. Yeah, good point. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Quick question. Do you know anyone else who could benefit from hearing more about how powerful sound can be? If so, would you mind sharing this podcast with them? It would mean so much to me. Now, I'll stop interrupting and let you get back to the show. So what are you working on right now that you can share? Yeah, right now, this will be um, my first time sharing this. Hopefully, that's okay. Uh, that's perfectly okay. You, cool. you realize this will come out probably months from now, so... <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be done, but maybe not. Probably okay. not yet. Uh, we, so I, I have a parent company called PodPros. Uh, so PodMatch being the company, and then we mentioned Podcast SP, Pod Lottery, and then PodPros is kind of like the... The umbrella corp kind of like the meta of facebook messenger whatsapp right like they kind of have that we built it that way which i realized now jody was not a great idea why not and it, i thought that i was doing the right thing by doing that but i have three separate logins for oh, my three software, okay it's right? getting confusing <laughs> it, it's, yeah getting confusing and it kind of like it doesn't make a frictionless experience for podcasters so mm -hmm. we've just made the decision yesterday it was made official so one day before recording this it was mm -hmm. made official that we are actually going to bring everything into the podmatch name one login everything will be included and we're not changing the pricing so you'll get everything for the same price will be available on all platforms which i know you're thankful for as well right oh, nothing yes. exclusive to the iphone it'll all be available on everything <laughs> thank you so very much be, yeah more accessible <laughs> less friction right because that's at the end of the day why we got into this i realized I just did some things wrong. You, you don't know what you don't know. I'm a first-time software founder, um, and I'll probably actually apologize somewhere, just saying, hey, guys, I, I didn't mean to make this difficult. Here's how we're making it better, right? And uh, so I'm very excited about that. We have no plans to develop any other software or anything like that, right? Uh, but the idea is let's bring it all under one roof and make it a really seamless experience for podcasters, guests, and hosts, right? Let's make it just really great for them, and we'll just build upon that foundation of this is the small way that we serve podcasters' bigger mission. 
Yeah, well, I mean, small, I don't think this is. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and also, you have a survey and, and such that you al allow people to take so that they can improve. And then you have a whole course to go through on a Mighty Networks, right? Is that? Yeah, PodScore is like, uh, that's, and so that's like kind of independent of that one won't be brought under the same name because that one actually, there's 39 partners in that. So 39 different companies who kind of put all the pieces together. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the whole, idea behind it is actually giving podcasters transformation for where, from where they are to where they want to be as a podcaster. And it all starts with a quiz. We call it a fun personality quiz because it, it does tell you which of the 12 podcaster personality types you are. But beyond that, it'll actually tell you, hey, here's some areas that you, you should focus on improving and here's exactly how. And again, it wasn't just me who put it all together. There's 39 of us involved with like all the material. And so it's a lot. Kind of, yeah, it's a lot. They, they play their <laughs> unique piece. But uh it's not one of those things where it's like, hey, go through all 150 lessons of this course. It says, hey, you know what? Here's one section. Like we're talking about gear maybe. Your audio quality you mentioned wasn't very good. Here's exactly how you can fix it and what we'd suggest to actually make that happen as fast and affordably as possible. And that whole idea was can we help these independent podcasters actually make it? Because, again, that super high failure rate is sad. And so that's why we invented PodScore. And it's been uh, blown all expectations. Like not, I had big expectations too. I'm like an overly ambitious entrepreneur. And it, it's – quadrupled what I thought it would do in just a month. So it, it's been really exciting to see. Fantastic. Yeah. What what has it done, do you think? I'm curious. Yeah, we're starting to, we don't, at the time of recording this, we don't quite have enough data to know. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we're tracking, we kind of already figured out how to track it. Is it helping podcasters stay in podcasting longer? So we're pulling industry averages versus pod score averages to see is it actually helping. And we've gotten can't even tell you how many testimonials at this point. I can't even think of it. They're like literally yeah. hundreds of them at this point. People saying this is like the first thing to move my needle, the needle for me in podcasting. So we we believe it is. I want to see the data behind that. Thirty days right now isn't quite enough time to be able to, to see that. But within the next, we're hoping by like ninety days, we'll be able to actually see. Okay, industry average versus pod score takers average. Are they staying in podcasting longer? If they are, we're going to really double down on that to see how we can do even more to help podcasters get in it. And by the way, nothing's charged on here, so there's not like there's no exchange of money involved or anything like that. This is like just something, can we help this industry? Going back to my big why, right? Mm -hmm. Can we help indie podcasters continue? And that, I feel like I sound like a broken record, but that is what I, that is fully what I stand for. You can totally repeat that as many times as you want to say Thank it, you. Alex. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll give you a testimonial as well. I, I loved it and, and I did it twice. So, uh, yeah, I, and I learned a little bit to, of, of things to add to my podcast that might make the engagement a little better. So Very that's nice. really yeah. my concern, really. Do you, because do you remember of, your podcaster personality type? That's what I want to hear. That's more oh, interesting. Oh, the personality, you know, I can't remember it off the top of my head now. Okay. Um, because I, I know that I have it somewhere on my desktop here and I could tell you later. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not so focused on monetization. So for me, that was always like lowering everything of my score. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. You're a bit of an outlier. Uh, in, in podcasting and there are a lot of people are there's some tools I had some people reach out like hey I really love the suggestion this straight up doesn't work for me I had somebody tell me the other day like I'm dyslexic and podcast SOP makes no sense I just can't figure it out and I told them I'm like you don't have to use that that's what we have found is an industry mm -hmm. average what works but for you let's find something else and so he and I just been going back and forth I'm asking him, how do you organize your 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 life outside of this and we actually think that whiteboards are gonna be the best it's never my suggestion. Interesting. But hey, if you've got some sort of learning disability, and as this person has told me they have, then let's find something that works, right? You gotta, there's the outliers in everything. I love it. Yeah.
and you've made it possible for a lot of people to improve their podcast. So I, I love how that works. So is there anything that you want to say before we end off here? Anything that you think people should know about podcasting wise, audio wise, sound wise? <laughs> Yeah, my, my big thing uh, kind of goes back to what, what I said a little earlier, but you got to find your own unique voice, uh, authentically yourself, as you were kind of mentioning, Jody. And I think mm -hmm. that the best way to do that is to really get alone with yourself, take pen and paper only. You don't need a phone, don't need a computer, right? And write down why you're doing what you do. Like, why do a podcast? Why do anything in audio? Like, what's, what's the reason behind it? And get really deep with that. Uh, and here's an example. If it's to monetize it or grow my audience, like, those are cool reasons, but it's not good enough. I think you need to go deeper. It needs to go down to the core of who you are, which is kind of like a scary practice sometimes. But the deeper you can get on that, the more like you can get to just the core of who you are, why you're doing this, I find that you can just really develop that voice in such an authentic, passionate way that it actually does change lives. And I believe that happens, like I said earlier, one person at a time, but get out there and do the work to really discover your why and purpose through this. Very good advice. Yeah. Thank you for that, Alex. And thank you for being here. I really appreciate your being on the show. And, and I love everything you had to share. So thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joey. I really appreciate it. It was truly an honor to be here today. Thanks. Thanks. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.